Welcome to Serving the Tea with V. I'm your host, Vita, and the tea will be served piping hot. So I didn't think I was going to do another episode on this topic, but unfortunately, it's still a part of the current events in my life. Even still, over a year and a half later, still things I deal with emotionally, mentally, and physically. And I'm such a stoic person, no one really knows unless I express it to them. So here I am. Today was dreaded for two weeks. I was at work one day and I got an email and it was an emailed subpoena and I was supposed to appear appear as a witness. It was me and LAPD, the people, versus a person. And when I saw this person's name, I was just shaking. I had so much fear and anxiety because It was the person that I was able to identify in the lineup a year ago as the first attacker, the first person who assaulted me and tried to grab me and take me, you know. So I called my attorney immediately. He was busy, so I sent him a text message and I told him when my break was. So already I'm at work and I have to be like on and, you know, active and talking to people so it was just very stressful I didn't let anyone know it was just my personal thing so on my break my attorney called me and we were talking about it he's like don't worry don't worry we'll arrange it where you will appear via zoom or on the phone I was like okay you know whatever but I'm still like freaking out because it's just like the first time I've heard about anything in over a year and a half so I'm still like at work and then usually I would stay a little later and do some paperwork or make sure everyone's okay and this day I was like nope I'm running out of here and my building was having a yoga sound bath and I was like oh my god I really need it so I rushed home took a quick shower and went to the yoga sound bath and it was really healing and you know I I really needed that. But for that day, that night, and the next two days, I was just breaking down so much because I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know if I was going to see the person. I had no idea. I've never been to court, never been a criminal, don't know any criminals. I don't know how this works at all. So with all these questions and stress and anxiety and fear, like I was just so emotional so I spoke with my attorney and then he's like, what's wrong? And I told him, I just, I just need to know like the steps, like, what do we do? Like, how is this going to work? Am I going to see the person? I don't want to. I just seeing the name was just stressful and, you know, I'm scared. And he's like, don't worry. I'll arrange it to where we'll appear via Zoom or Skype, whatever they're going to do. And I was like, okay. And, um, I was just asking him like the steps to all this and he's like I will call the day before 
or an hour before and then we'll do it that way. And I was like, okay, because I'm just someone that's very structured and I need to know things before we go or I'm just going to freak out and going to have anxiety and fear and just, you know, I just, I need to know. So on one of my days off, I was running around doing laundry, running errands and appointments and things like that. So I was going to go to the gym after one of my appointments, but I remember I had to throw in some bath mats into the dryer. So I was like, all right, I'm going to head home real quick, throw my bath mats in the dryer and head to the gym. And then I got home and there were two LAPD officers at my front door. And I live in a big building where they have to go to concierge, get a fob, find my apartment. Like, you know, they they need to leave their ID. It's just like, it's a process to get in here. Thank God. But um, so they're waiting for me. Just like the timing of that. Because I could have easily just went straight to the gym after uh, my appointment. But I was like, no, I'm going to go home, throw my bath mats from the washer into the dryer and, you know, because I don't want wet mats or, you know, just something simple. Like, just there is a reason for everything. So I showed up and I was like, oh, they're right at my door. And I was like, what the fuck? What are they doing here? And he was like, I'm detective. We worked with you over a year ago, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they were serving me a subpoena in person. And just talking about everything and how important it is for me to be there this time because they've gone three times already and it's been delayed three times so if we don't go this time the person is not going to be charged and like uh, we really need you to testify blah blah blah. i'm like freaking out like (laughs) i just i just got the email a few days ago and here you are in person giving me more anxiety in person so i'm like oh my god okay and i'm trying to hold it together because we're talking about like this the whole situation and his partner has been out for prolonged illness and that's why he is really urging me to go because the other guy was the main detective and you know just all this stuff so mind you i haven't spoken to anyone from lapd or anything about this trauma that i experienced since last year i haven't talked to anyone really so i'm kind of like moving on healing living my life and then boom here we go again i'm like fuck so they're outside my door and um i'm trying to hold it together as much as i can and we're just talking about details and stories and things like that i'm just like holding it all in and then towards the end um i just couldn't stop the tears just started rolling so like i've been an emotional wreck for a week or two and i'm just like okay it's fine it's fine i'm still like very anxious about appearing on zoom and you know, seeing this person potentially, and I still didn't know about it. So um, a few days later, I get physical mail from LAPD, once again, urging me to go with another subpoena. I'm like, okay, okay, guys, this is too much. (laughs) I get it. And then I get a phone call and from one of the detectives and he wanted to confirm because the district attorney wanted me to be there as well. I'm like, okay, I get the days off. I have extra days off because I didn't know how I was going to be emotionally, mentally, because it's been a lot for me the last two weeks. And like, no one really knew about it, you know? So the day before judgment day, I asked my friends on social media to send me their strength, their positivity, 
they're good vibes because tomorrow morning was going to be a very emotional, heavy day. Just because I knew like the last two weeks were really emotional for me that it was still happening. So people were responding to my stories, sending their love, and that was making me emotional already. And like a few people sent text messages and and so I actually got a good night's rest because I had to be up early. Oh, actually I wanted to wake up extra early so I can do my morning routine of meditating, journaling, and like I meditated longer and my journaling was two pages instead of one. Like I really was getting myself like emotionally ready for what was to come. Mentally I was I was I was good. I woke up and I felt like this, I felt like I felt everyone's strength and like vibrations in my body. And I felt really good. Like I wasn't as emotional as I was the last two weeks prior to this day, you know? So I show up at my attorney's office in the morning, this morning. And so he has the Zoom ready on his computer or whatever. And he's on the phone with the DA, district attorney. And the district attorney was like, there's no Zoom link there is nothing. This is a criminal case. This needs to be in person. I was already very anxious and fearful for being on Zoom already. But once they said that this is a criminal case and it has to be in person, my heart dropped into my stomach and that dropped onto the floor. And I was like, oh my God, no way. No, no, no. And then my attorney was like, okay, we'll be right there, like 30 minutes, because we were going from Westwood to downtown LA to the Superior Court of Los Angeles County. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be doing this. Oh, like my heart was beating so fast. I was just like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. I don't want to do this. So we show up and I'm texting like my three closest friends, like, oh my God, you guys, I'm going in person. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, it's just like, I, I don't know. I just can't. And so we show up. There's a lot of people there. And we're on the criminal department floor. And so there's like a bunch of police officers, sheriffs, and criminals and victims or whatever. I don't know. And um, I see that detective that was at my home. And I was like, hi, as my attorney and I were going to check up in the room that we're supposed to go in. And the detective was like talking to me or whatever. And I was facing him and he's like, so your suspect is the one standing behind me in the white t-shirt. And oh my God, once he said that, I literally felt like so sick to my stomach. Like I was nauseous. I wanted to throw up right there. I saw the person and I was like, fuck, I couldn't even breathe. Like my heart was beating so fast. I had to like take a lot of deep breaths and oh, it was a lot for me. He said, you can come sit with us over here while we wait or, you know, I just don't want you to cross paths with them. I'm like, okay, I will sit over here with my attorney. So at some point, my attorney had to go get his phone and make some phone calls and um so i'm sitting there by myself on my phone and people are getting called in whatever i'm just minding my business and then a suspect walks in front of me and sits right across from me and i'm like 
oh my god like i'm here i am deep breathing again heart beating faster than speedy gonzalez and so one of the attorneys the detective um he noticed it so he looked at me we both looked at each other and um i just i gave him the look so he stood in front of me to block the view and then he told the other detective and they all moved over to block the view and i was just sitting there by myself it was so scary because this person was literally sitting right in front of me and uh, just very emotional i didn't even look at them and uh so the da finally came out and they wanted to talk to us so we were like let's talk over there so when we walked over he was like oh no, no not you so he was like have a seat so i was like okay i sat down and uh still in sight of the person and the other attorney was still blocking the view because he knew they all know how how emotional how much it affected my life so they of course didn't want them around me or for me to see them because it just gives me so much anxiety so at some point the da asked the both of them to talk to him so i'm sitting there alone with no protection i'm like fuck but i'm in the hallway of the superior court of los angeles there's plenty of police officers around if anything happens but it's just the fact that this person is literally across diagonal whatever it was from me and i was like i just can imagine you know so and then the da came over to me now and was telling me how it's gonna go down and like my attorney was downstairs on the phone i was texting him can you come back up because like uh the suspect is sitting right in front of me and uh lapd is here but they're like at a distance uh so the da was telling me how it was going to happen um i'm going to ask you a few questions you're going to take the stand um I'm going to ask you a few questions. Then the defense attorney is going to ask you a few questions. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, in my head, I've never done this before. I've never been in court. Just I just know what I see from the movies. And so I was like, okay, this is happening. And they could see, like, the tears. Not that tears, but, like, my eyes are just... He was like, you're going to have to tell your story. I'm going to ask you questions. And my eye was just like closing my eyes and trying not to cry or anything because i didn't know how this was going to happen when he said tell my story i was thinking what like from the beginning like what you know but i'm kind of glad it went the way it went though he could see like the fear in my eyes and he said don't worry you're going to be in a room full of police officers there's like authorities everywhere you're safe you're fine just be strong and tell your story so uh, my attorney returns so we're walking into the room now so i go to the left side of the room and i'm sitting in the front row my attorney's in the row behind me and then they call the suspect in to the right side of the room and they're sitting a row behind and i can see them and their friend at the corner of my eye like my peripheral vision and they're doing one at a time, but we shortly get called up. So the suspect, their defense attorney calls them up and they get seated. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this person just walked by me. I'm like taking deep breaths and being strong. It was 
it was surreal. This is like really happening. And then they call the witness to the stand, which is me. So I follow the officer and then I have to stand behind this glass and put my right arm up and swear an oath. And I didn't even know when it was over. I, I didn't almost like, do I say I do? I will? Yes. I don't know. I was just so naive. So, um, I took the stand, like I literally was in court next to the judge facing everyone, facing the attacker. And that was a lot, a lot for me. But, you know, I, I thought I was going to be emotional. I thought I was going to cry, but with the questions that the DA asked me and then the defense attorney asked me, I, I was strong and I held my own. I told my story the way they asked, you know, and they did say that the defense attorney was going to try to intimidate me. And he did ask me questions that threw me off, but I think I still did okay. Um, at some point, I forgot which attorney asked me, but they were asking, is the suspect that attacked you, is that person in this room? And I said, yes. And, and then they're like, can you identify them by what they're wearing and please point at them? I didn't look at this person at all throughout this whole thing, but I was like, white t-shirt. And then I had to point. So I kind of had to look, you know, and that was like the most scary part for me. And, um, the defense attorney was sitting right next to the person. So as he was questioning me, I still saw them like at the corner of my eye, but I wasn't never, never made eye contact with them because from the first night this incident happened, like their eyes pierced my soul. Like it was just, I never wanted to look at them again. So that was that. And then they dismissed us, dismissed me off the stand. And my trainer and I walked out of there. And the detectives from the beginning said that they would escort me to the car. And, you know, that's just how I live my life now. Like, I feel like I have to be escorted everywhere. And um, he offered it. But I was with my attorney and I was like, no, it's okay. I just want to be out here. I don't want to be here anymore. This is like not the place I want to hang out. So once my attorney and I walked out of that courthouse, I felt like very free. I felt very light. Like I, I did that. Like, I don't know how powerful that was. I don't know. But like all that fear and anxiety I had for two weeks and that morning, especially, it all went away. I felt good. Like, that felt really good. And I was okay. I was more than okay. And then I um, just wanted, like, a self-care day. I went to get my lashes done, got my nails done, treated myself to a high-hope cheeseburger. And let me tell you, I'm mostly plant-based but if i'm gonna eat meat i'm gonna do it right so hi-ho cheeseburgers are in santa monica and i think there's another location in la somewhere but their patties are made out of wagyu beef and oh my god Mm. 
So I went to the Santa Monica location because I was going to drive down the PCH. And if you know me, by now, I I love driving down the PCH. At least I do it at least once a week. It really clears my mind. I have a concert in my car and I just drive and like have my windows down, sunroof open because I want to breathe in that fresh ocean air. I want to hear the sounds. You know, it feels it's really rejuvenating for me. And sometimes there are emotional drives and sometimes they're very liberating and rejuvenating. And I love it so much. That's something I just love to do. And then I went to my best friend's house and we watched The Bachelorette. And, you know, perfect day for me. I'm okay. I just wanted to let you guys know that I am okay now. So two weeks ago, one of my friends asked me, do you feel like justice will ever be served? I couldn't give a straight answer two weeks ago. I still can't now. One person caught, but many more out there. Will I ever feel safe alone again? Probably not. Am I stronger today than I was yesterday? Two days ago? Two weeks ago? Two months? Two years ago? Absolutely. But in the world we live in now, will women ever feel safe? I remember reading something where a woman asked other women, what would you do if there were no men for 24 hours? The most common answers were, walk alone at night, wear whatever the fuck I wanted in the day, night, etc. without getting catcalled or harassed. And it's so sad to think that, but it's reality. Most men aren't even aware of what we go through as women because they don't know what it's like for us. We're always extra careful looking back in garages, having our keys out before leaving a building, having pepper spray or something for protection, making sure our friends get home safely. There's so much. But back to what happened today. Not pe- many people knew about it. I didn't even know I was going in person. Shit. Sadly, my immediate or any family at all didn't even know I was going to court. Didn't even know I was going to be facing the attacker, the first one that I saw. Like, I didn't even see the second person. That's the sad part. There's more people out there. Only like just me, my attorney, three friends, and one or two coworkers knew that I was going to be going to court, you know. It's sad, but this is what it is. I'm, like, just not close to my family at all. But, of course, it's about reciprocity. And I'm just tired of being the caring and nurturing one in intimate relationships where it's not reciprocated. One of my therapists told me this, and I will never forget We were talking about being vulnerable and expressing my feelings. I told her with my immediate family and romantic relationships, I have always had a hard time expressing my feelings or being vulnerable with them. But with friends, I could tell them everything and about how much I like this person and I think he's the one and etc. But I could never tell him. There was no way I would tell him how I truly felt, you know? Or like... With my family, we never talk about feelings or anything deep at all. So my therapist said, 
The relationships that hurt us the most are the intimate ones, which are your family and romantic. That's why it's harder to express your true emotions and feelings because you could get hurt deeply. But with friendships, friends come and go. There's phases and chapters. There's a season and a reason for everyone. And I will say that forever and in a lot of my episodes. But the fights or words or pain of losing a friendship isn't as hurtful. I don't know if that makes sense to you by the way I'm conveying the message, but it was clear as day to me and it made me want to become more vulnerable and expressive in all relationships. I'm still working on it, but I want to become better. I think being vulnerable has gotten easier for me, but expressing feelings in intimate relationships is still a tough one. But I am getting better at it. Well, I'm totally totally getting off topic here, but the most important thing about today is that I am okay. I am strong. I am brave. I am courageous. Like this is like some of the stuff that I wrote in my journal this morning. That's why it was two pages long cuz I was also doing affirmations to help me through this day. Today was extremely hard for me, but I got through it and I felt so much lighter and free and I'm just happy that it happened. Now I don't have to have the anxiety and fear of seeing this person in court like it's done. I'm okay. I also just wanted to say thank you so much for everyone who sent their strength, positivity, good vibes, DMs, text messages. That meant so much to me. I've been such an emotional wreck. I couldn't even open or read most of the messages, but I woke up feeling great and felt strong enough to do this. Thank you all that reached out to me. I love you so much.